Has your business or your clients been subject to an overly elevated pricing structure simply because of the assumption that, well, they can afford it? Hello, my friends, and welcome back. This is Andrea Epolito, celebrating life, luxury, and above all else, love. And today we are going to talk about predatory pricing and overcharging the rich and the wealthy. Now, typically when you talk about predatory pricing, it is when one company grossly undercharges and undercuts another company specifically so that they can't compete, so that they have to be run out of the market. It is not only a race to the bottom, but in many cases, it's actually quite illegal. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about when a business looks at your business or looks at your clients and immediately feels like, ooh, good one, they can afford it, I'm going to take them for everything that I possibly can. That's the kind of predatory pricing that we are talking about today. It happens so much more often than you would like to think it does in our industry, and it is something that we don't talk enough about. So when I started moving from mid-level weddings to luxury weddings, there was this feeling of like, oh, great, the clients are going to spend more, and so we can all do better work, which is the goal. But as I started moving from luxury into ultralux, there was this idea of that happened with some of the creatives I was working with at the time that like, oh, well, we can just charge more. You can't just charge more without providing more. You can't and you shouldn't charge more just because the client can afford it. Now, it's been said, if somebody is happy to pay your pricing, then no, you're not overcharging. But the reality is we as professionals are very responsible for turning around and saying, this is my work. This is what I value at. This is the money that I need to make and then charging accordingly. What we as creative professionals value our services at, what we value the product at, needs to be completely divorced from the person that is purchasing it. And when I say that, I mean you can't turn around and change the prices of your services based on, well, this person has a billion dollars, so I can charge them X. Whereas if they only have 20 million, I'm going to charge them Y. That's just it's, I mean, it's, it's got no integrity. It's gross. It's wrong. I feel to an extent like it's theft and it just creates this feeling. And I think leads to the mistrust in certain segments of the industry of our market and of our profession and what it is we do. Now I can rail against this all day long. I can turn this into a rant because over the years it has happened over and over again to my client. It's happened to me personally when I've said, oh, you know what? We bought a house and we're changing things and I want to get it repainted. And I've gone out and looked at what does it cost to have your house painted? What does it cost for the square footage? What does it cost for the paint? What should I expect to pay for labor? And then I call someone out for an estimate and they get here and they look at the neighborhood and the cars and the house and the whole thing. And suddenly the pricing is two, two and a half times what everything else tells me it should be. And then when I question someone and say, can you explain to me what I'm paying for and why? They don't have an answer. It's the same thing in our wedding and event businesses. So if you are specifically a planner 
or if you're a venue, if you're a client and you're listening to this and you are trying to figure out whether or not you are the victim of overly inflated charging simply because of the idea and the assumption that, well, it doesn't matter, you can pay, here's what I want you to do. First things first, you need to start with what the end user, what the client values this particular service at. So if I have someone who really values photography, obviously there's going to be a different weight and a different dollar amount that we're going to be willing to spend on photography. It means there's a very specific segment of the industry that I'm going to look at. It means I know that I have parameters in which I need to work for my client. So that's the first thing, understanding the value that your client attributes to the work. Then you need to understand that segment of the market. This is not about location. In Las Vegas, hands I charge significantly more than other wedding planners in Las Vegas. But because we live here doesn't mean we're in the same market of the industry. I am very much in line with what it is that I need to make with the services that I provide in the ultra luxury wedding space. And so if you are looking at ultra lux wedding filmmakers, you have to understand what that segment of the market charges. If you are looking at super high-end custom rental companies that make furniture and that make bars and that build atriums and that do all of these things, you need to understand that market's pricing before you can decide whether or not you are subject to inflated pricing. It's one thing to turn around and say, this is, this is the appropriate market value in this area that you just may not understand yet, which is very different from this is the market value for your specific client because, well, they can pay for it. Third thing you need to do is you need to research the individual vendors and companies that you would like to work with. So before I will go out and get quotes from partners that I perhaps haven't worked with yet, I will do a due diligence investigatory kind of, you know, let me go out and let me figure it out. I'll call and schedule a, a meeting or a coffee or a Zoom and say, hey, I just want to get to know you a little bit better and see whether or not we're a good fit and if you're a business that I can refer. During that conversation, I will ask them about their pricing model. How do you price your work? Is it by an out? Like do you, some people do hourly, some people do performance, some people do deliverables. Everybody prices differently. And so I'll go into it and say, I need to understand in advance. I'll also reach out to other people that they've worked with and have similar conversations. I'm considering looking at this person or at this venue. What can you tell me about the experience with working with them? How can I expect my bills to come in? What can I expect an invoice to look like? How can I expect to be charged for different things? Without anyone breaking confidentiality, I just want to understand as a professional what it is that somebody does so that when I go to them and I say, I have a potential client and I would like to get a proposal for scope of work, I know when I get that proposal whether or not it is based on who they are and what their business does or if it's based on who my client is and what they perceive that person has the ability to pay. When I go through this process, 
I also, my fifth big step is that I watch the questions and the assumptions that the creative partner I'm talking to makes. It's, it's very telling what people will ask about my clients. And it's one thing if there are questions that are being asked about like, you know, what do they do? How do they act? How do they live? Give me a little bit of information about them. There are different ways to ask those questions. And some people will ask, they'll ask qualifying questions to see how much money they have that are always kind of leading because, for example, a client who is getting married at a Four Seasons or a Waldorf or a Ritz-Carlton does have a different level of financial means than a client who's getting married at, say, a JW Marriott. And not to say that the client at the JW Marriott isn't going to go over the top for the wedding band that they love, but if you're asking a bunch of questions that all have to do with financials and it's not specific to who my client is and why they're moving through the process this way, I can tell. After I go through these questions and these assumptions, if I get a price point that is outside, grossly outside of what it is that I think or that I believe it should be, I will go back and I will ask questions and say, hey, based on our previous conversations, based on our previous work, based on everything is that I know about this market, this built business, what you're doing, I was really expecting the pricing to be this. Can you explain to me how we got here? Can you explain to me why I need this set of speakers and not the one that we had six months ago? Can you explain to me why the lighting cost has gone up? Can you explain to me why th this, this number exists? Because a business should not be afraid to have their pricing structure or their model questioned. Because as long as I'm asking it respectfully, as long as I'm coming to it from a place of really wanting to know and wanting to understand, then there's not a problem. Why is it so much? That's a problem. But can you help me understand how you got to this number? That's a very accurate and appropriate question for anyone to ask a business. And regardless of how wealthy your clients are, it is a question that they are going to ask. Wealthy people, generally speaking, are successful and successful people aren't stupid. Success at this, unless you are a trust fund baby, and they are also very, very good at spotting people who take advantage of them because they have been taking advantage of their whole life. But people who have reached a pinnacle of success and wealth have done so because they are really smart and they are really sharp. And I promise you, they are paying attention. So I will ask questions and I will ask people to justify and explain the pricing. And if they can't do it, to my satisfaction, that's a problem for me. And at that point, I won't even present it to the end user and to the client. And if I am in a situation where, and I, I was in this situation not so recently, but in, in a decent time frame, where we were going down a path, everything was going great, there was no question whatsoever that we were all above board. But as the partner had more exposure to the clients 
and began to have a better understanding of who the client was and what their financial capability was, all of a sudden, all sorts of extra costs started to slip in. And it began small, like, hey, I, I think that this particular piece was quoted at this. Why is it now listed as this? Oh, sorry, didn't think I was going to catch it. And then, oh, hey, we need to attribute a fee for this. And by the way, there's going to be an extra cost for that. And suddenly, we are at an astronomically different place than it was when we started. That's predatory. And as the planner, it is my duty and my job and my responsibility on behalf of my client, but also on behalf of the industry to say, I call bullshit, to say, I'm telling you that these prices aren't real. I am offended on behalf of my client for the fact that you think that we are so stupid that we're going to allow this to happen. And I will go out and I will shop competitors and I will look at other businesses and I will say, every other person in this market at this place does it this way. So I need to understand why it is that you are trying to levy this fee. And if you can't explain it to me in a way that I am happy with, then we are going to fight it. And it is a difficult position to be in, in some cases, not all. Sometimes I kind of relish the opportunity to call someone out and be like, hey, don't treat me like an idiot. Don't do that. It's not fair. It's not right. I, I don't appreciate it on behalf of my client because I do think the bad behavior needs to be called out loudly and immediately and consistently. On the other hand, um, it it's difficult when it is more subjective. I, again, will never ever tell somebody the value of your art, the value of your service is not worth what you're charging. I will tell, like, it may not be worth it to me. Your, I may value you at eight, but not have a whole lot of use for you at 11 because I believe there's somebody better at nine. That's, that's an opinion. That has nothing to do with it. There's a lot of people who think my pricing structure is absurd, and that's okay. I didn't build this for them. So that's not what we're talking about. We are really specifically talking about people and businesses who are taking advantage of clients because of the perception that they have money, that they can afford it, and that it doesn't matter. It is happening, and I don't know if it's because people are scared and there's a potential recession. I don't know if it's happening because people are greedy. I can tell you the increased pricing in some places is certainly not because of COVID. It's certainly not because people have gotten better at their jobs. It's just kind of like, oh, I worked with so-and-so and I worked at so-and-so and that makes me better today than I was yesterday, so now I can charge more. And I am going to say, no, you can't. And you can, you can really only charge what you're worth. And your worth is determined by your ability by what you believe, and by what your partners value you at. So this did turn into more of a rant than I had hoped, but I really want to know if you are a creative business out there and you or your clients have been subjected to an increase and overcharging, if there is inflated predatory pricing happening in your market, please leave a comment. Please shoot me a message. Let me know. I really want to hear your stories and I want to know who to avoid. Um, on the other hand, if you would like to talk about predatory pricing in the opposite direction, 
if you are in a market or in a place where you feel like you are constantly being undercut and people are deeply discounting and you want to discuss what that is about and how to counterbalance it, we can discuss that here too because this challenge and this channel and this community exists solely for you. We are going on season six of the podcast. I love this community. I love what we've built together. I love the conversations that we are having, if not actively right here on the spot, but back and forth in messages, comments, and emails. If there's anything that you would like to share, contribute, or have me answer, please visit www.andreaepolito.com slash ask. Leave me an email and you will hear your questions answered and your topics discussed here. Until next time, thank you so much, my friends.